You're listening to the Collab Talk Podcast, episode 132 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Jay Leesk. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here talking with Jay. Hey! Hey, Christian. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for, for bringing me on. First time we've talked since I got that very coveted plaque over here. Woohoo! Uh, thank you. Yeah, very. Well, why don't you have like specifically like one of those small spots that like lights it up? Um, and I, you, backlit around it or something, you know, you'd think that you put more care into it. I, I may, if you look at the spacing of the five lights, you oh. can see that I at least changed the spacing just so you can see the blue stripe. There you the go. problem is the light is too tall. <laughs> well, this is, and for folks that don't know who you are, where you are, what you do, why don't you give us that background? Uh, the short version. So I'm the director of federal strategy for Avpoint Public Sector. Um, on the side, I run the M365 Gov Community Call, which is a monthly uh, phone call that we do on video. Uh, I also run the Buzzkill IT podcast, which is all about the topics that nobody wants to give you time and resources for, but if you don't have, you will fail. Um, and I also run This Week in Teams, which is a non-weekly podcast covering Microsoft Teams topics. I know it was, the goal was to do weekly and let's just talk about goals. What does that phrase now? mean of non-weekly? Any other cadence is that's not weekly is non-weekly. <laughs> it, it acknowledges that there is no cadence and therefore I can't tell you what it is, but the fact that it's called this week in teams, it suggests something that I can't live up to right now. I'm um, again, I'm going to start using the phrase as people ask me, it's like, Hey, yo, Harry, where's that status report? It's like, you know, I'm cadence free on status. <laughs> yes. <So. laughs> yes. Yes. Which I interpret as whenever I want or feel like it, I'm not feeling it right. I'm now. I'm not going to say that's wrong, Christian. I'm not. It's 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 a it's a reality of life right now. So Jay and I were together at Avpoint, but and the other thing is, so Jay, uh, so we last spoke was for the Collab Talk podcast. Yes, a few weeks back um, around your role in the federal space. Yeah, this is a conversation around like your MVP hood, which is. More about the technology than you know the department. Yeah, I know. Thank you for figuring out how to do that without. Well, being there, vulgar. yeah, there's another way of saying that, like <laughs> where uh, where it's kind of a running joke with MVPs. Um, uh, so kind of uh, you think of the word happiness. Yes. Yes. That. Yeah. That's you did it. There we and go. How you emphasize the letters, the spelling of that. Yeah. So uh, MVP hood, I prefer. I like it. No, it's good. It reminds yep. me, my wife's a doctoral, uh, a doctorate, a doctor, a PhD. She's a PhD and she just got her hood. So it, it, I can pretend it's anywhere near the same level of notoriety that she has. As a Now doctor. I'm just thinking of your wife pretending to be Dwight Schrute, pretending to be a Sith Lord. <laughs> I can't wait till she hears this. I'm is, in so much she, trouble. Has she walked on stage or anything with that, or is it past that? Does she already have the the doctorate, so she she's not gonna have that she, experience. But. She uh, she just walked on stage this past summer. We so went. I'm to just gonna Texas say that with it. the hood, there was the opportunity to carry a lightsaber. But I know. Yeah, 
opportunity that, that opportunity missed close. dear Antares you you missed your opportunity I'm, I'm with you no drop this on her well let's her. why don't we do I loved it to go through as part of these interviews and did to let's find out like Jay what was your path into becoming an MVP kind of what, what did you do in the run-up to what do you think was what pushed you over the line well the first memory I have coming out of no um in all seriousness uh, it was kind of crazy and unexpected uh a few years ago i've been in technology for 22 years now um i started as a web developer and actually created my own web development firm um and since that time i was a net developer i was a database admin i did uh i i worked on um 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 Microsoft's workflow orchestration engine, which name escapes me right now. I, I did like all of these things and, and I ended up in the sales side of the house in the last decade. Uh, I spent five, five years doing it uh, outside of Microsoft where Microsoft was like something we connected to. And then I've spent the last five years doing it again as a sales engineer, um, doing it as a Microsoft partner here at Avpoint. And so it's now as a salesperson, as the director of federal strategy, that I'm an MVP, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, what did I do? Hey, I, well, that, that's a great, that's actually, it's a great point to make that it yeah. is, you know, because people ask all the time, like, you know, what are the steps that I'm doing? I think I'm doing all the things. And, and, and I always say to people, it's like, it's a black box. Yeah. It's, Anybody can do it. It's a variety of things that Microsoft is interested. There's different reasons why. Yeah. You're in a sales role and yet, but you're still doing all of these other activities, yep. which are community. So it's, it's not even as critical that you have the right job title of what you're right. doing. It really is what you're doing on the community side. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the key for me too, is the community. I'm glad you said that because um, when I got, I took a break from technology for a couple of years after college. Um, and when I got back into technology, it was the .NET user groups in Texas in the Dallas area. There were three of them that got me back up to speed and got me going again and got me multiple jobs. Uh, Tim Rayburn and Caleb Jenkins and the crew down there really got me moving. Um, and so the community that comes with being an MVP, the community that comes with the entire Microsoft stack is, I think, uh, what made me successful and become an MVP. It's, um, you know, I, I run a, a user group, which has a non-monthly cadence. Um, I have, I have the three podcasts I just talked about. Um, I have the Microsoft 365 conference, which we've now run twice and have a third one coming up in January. It's all of these opportunities to bring people together and share information. It's not even so much me sharing information, although, you know, I speak a ton and I write blogs and it's, it's bringing other people together to do it. I think that's the magic of being an MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's my road. You know, it, it's funny. It's like we just had a, so I had uh, for our uh, user group here, I've been, so I've been, I moved away from Seattle five years ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's been five years already. <laughs> uh, and I immediately, I joined the, uh, the Utah, uh, the, what was the SharePoint user group or the, the, the SPUG. Yep. Um, and we, we kind of morphed that, but I had started the SharePoint Saturday 
Utah when I was living in Seattle. And I just, I went to school here and okay. friends and family here. So I traveled out here, helped start it up and run that. Uh, and, and so just kind of naturally helped run it, uh, since I've been here the last five years. Um, obviously, uh, uh, the, the pandemic has kind of, uh, changed even and, and has, um, uh, deteriorated some of the formerly the, the community efforts, the user group efforts. Yeah. We had our, we had a monthly call and one of the questions on the table was, like, do we just dissolve this? There's so many other online pieces out there. We don't know time frame for really pulling this back together. And we put the question out there, but all of us on the bed, we were like, you know, no, that's that's not really an option. That even even if it's the six of us that are part of the the you know the the, the board, we we had a couple of people missing. Uh, even if it's just us getting together, there's value in us getting together on a regular basis. And so with kind of renewed effort, we put together a new plan for it to, to kind of drive and, and go and, and move forward on that. My point in sharing that is that, you know, we recognize that there is value in being together, that we, we may not know what that value that we're looking for or what mm -hmm. we can provide at this moment. I can't articulate that for you. Right. I, I remember having a conversation with a manager uh, at a previous company based in Redmond, Washington. Um, where I had kind of an argument with the manager that I didn't get along with, um, who I, I had been doing internal user group community type stuff on my lunch hour. Like, and sometimes I didn't participate because work wouldn't allow me to get away, but it was my own, it was my time kind of thing. And this manager told me, said, I don't see the value in you participating in our weekly one-on-one -on -one with, you know, in that group, those group activities. Yep. And my response I chose my words and I said, I'm not so selfish as to think that I have to get value out of every interaction with the community. No, no that's sometimes not for, yeah. me being there. It's, uh, and I might be able to share a perspective, yep. um, share some other experience with them and somebody else gets value out of it. And I continue because I know that over time, I will then get value out of that. That, that's absolutely true. And, and it's, it's amazing to actually break it down that far. Like the whole purpose of community is so that when I need community, it's there. But when I don't need community, if I'm not there for the other people in the community, how will I know? Why would they be there for me when I need it? Right. Exactly. So I, I love that, that statement of it's not always the value you are getting out of it. And, and, and I agree with it. The other thing that you said that really got me thinking, and that apologies as my, my face went to the other screen. Cause I wanted to make sure I was saying it right. Oh, I'm just um, going to look at my watch 20 times. Let me put on a watch. Hang on. Is the, so you talked about the, the, dis, the dissolution of the group and, and the idea of, look, if it's just the six of us that get together, there's still something that comes out of it is um, so when my wife and I went to Oxford, 12 years ago or so, um, we do tours of, of the area, ghost tours or whatever. And in Oxford, there's some call, something called the Eagle and Child Pub. And there was a group of writers called the Inklings. They call themselves the Inklings, including Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Um, and they all got together on a regular basis and just talked and shared and wrote together. And right. I'm not saying that, you know, the, the six of you on the board of the Utah group are, are the technology version of the Inklings, but that's, 
that's how we grow is, is through our connections to other people. So absolutely. Like if, if your user group is struggling right now, that's okay. Like, and I'm saying this to everyone, not just you, it's okay that it's struggling. Keep going, keep fighting, keep coming up with new ways to get people in there. And, and who knows, maybe you'll, maybe you'll be the technological version of C.S. Lewis. I don't know. Well, you know, it is something that, I mean, technology is cyclical around this and you're exactly right because you know, it, we're, we're thinking like, hey, we're looking for speakers for that. By the way, we're always looking for speakers for Utah, for the user group. So if you'd like to present on any Microsoft technology in the Microsoft 365 stack, ping me. Right. Uh, but you know, that we realized exactly to your point is that they're, um, we're, we're all super busy. So we're, we're engaged. Like it's a busy time for anybody yeah. that's especially in the collaboration uh, arena uh, around Microsoft technologies. It is just yep. growing gangbusters. So most of the lack of participation from a lot of leadership is usually because we're just too dang busy to, to, to break off. And like, I, but we did our first in-person user group uh, two months ago. I yeah. couldn't go because oh, I had no. right up until like I was there online, but I oh. couldn't physically go because yeah. I had meetings that ended right at the start and I had a meeting after that. And so yep. I just couldn't make it. But we realized that yeah, the, the keeping it going part of it because in this cyclical cycle around technology is suddenly there'll be something that sparks and then having that benefit uh, of being together and asking questions and shared experiences will, will come through. The other side of that too is I think is an important lesson for people that are starting up. And I know that you'd agree with this is that there's a lot of fear of people that are like, you know, I'd love to become an MVP. I'd love just to get more to speak at these events. I'm not an expert. I'll do the air quotes expert on that. Um, And, but that's not always what it's about. Part of it is, uh, you know, how many times we had in the Seattle user group, the Utah user group or somebody that, wasn't the main speaker, but they were a first time speaker. And here's the project that I'm working on. This is what we did. And then you kind of take questions and answer questions. That sometimes helps others that are trying to do that. And a lot of times get direct feedback yep. um, from the audience. Like, hey, we tried something similar. Here's what, what we ran into that yeah. you haven't experienced yet. And so it's a way for you to learn and improve while helping others validate that they did the right thing. Like you proved to them that they are smarter than you. Hey, you, you helped them. <laughs> yes. It's funny. You, you, you talked about the, I'm not an expert, uh, imposter syndrome thing. Mm-hmm. It, I, for me, an expert and a, 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 an expert is simply someone who has value to share and also has an ego because you have to have a particularly large ego to call yourself an expert. Yeah. And that's, that's not knocking anybody who does like, and there are, there are valid yeah. experts out there, Absolutely. but then there's, but then there's also the people that should be the experts, like Microsoft product team members that are building these solutions. Yeah. Uh, people that aren't aware of this, they have go-to MVPs and non MVP, just experts out in the field that, that they get, answers to questions that they have about the technology they're building. Yep. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. If you don't think you are an expert enough in something, and I have, I have uh, one of the SEs at Avpoint where we're talking because she wants to become an MVP and she's, 
I, I, I had this conversation with her. I'm like, don't worry if you're not an expert, just find something you like talking about and talk about it yeah. and, and watch how that grows. You know what I'm not an expert in? Viva, Viva Insights. But I've now done three Viva! presentations on Viva Insights with Craig Janke. And, uh, you know, I can talk about it a little bit now. And, and there aren't a lot. So it's, you don't need to be an expert to, to work towards becoming an MVP. Well, the one thing that we are experts in uh, more so than Microsoft with whatever technology is, is in our business and what mm -hmm. we're actually trying to achieve with that. And yep. that the business application of technology, um, there is no right or wrong answer around those things. That's it's absolutely sharing, correct. Sharing those experiences. That's where a lot of the MVP value add comes from. Yep. Is, is so... I mean, I, I had this, uh, I, I've referenced this a number of times, but I, I had an argument with uh, another speaker at a conference years ago. This was at uh, SP TechCon Boston. I remember in the speaker room having an argument and, and the point he was trying to make was that, uh, that somebody had written a blog post that had already, that topic had already been covered by the penultimate expert on the subject. And so this person was saying why did that other person even waste why bother time? why bother around that yeah. and and i said you know we, this is ridiculous that we go and, and and we see all this other content on that topic that's already been definitively answered i'm like you know how ridiculous of a statement is you know that why would we need search engines if there was only one source for any question right. out there kind of thing you know um, we need better filters for the information, but that person has a perspective. They have yep. a tone and voice and writing style that I may just find more readable. Yep. Uh, I went and read the, that blog post and liked it out of spite for that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's first of all, I love your response to it. Uh, there's a cartoon going around right now where I think it's two foxes and one of them has a box all the reasons they have to live for. And the other one opens the box and says, there's nothing in here, but a piece of paper that says spite. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that's a fantastic reason to go read, read and like it, but you're absolutely right. If you, if you have a unique perspective on something and, and you should share it, who cares if Scott Hanselman wrote a blog post on development, like go write your own blog post on it. And I'm not saying that's what it yeah. was, by the way, I'm just hey, throwing names out. There. I would argue Jay, that even if you don't have a unique uh, a position on anything, but you're good at getting the community engaged and getting out the information that others do. I mean, there's a lot of value in just that connector personality type. Absolutely. That's uh, I definitely get by, by being a connector of, of experts um because i am very i am not an expert <laughs> you know i don't I, I think that's like the if we're looking at themes of like internally uh and i'm sure you you agree with this because uh, i just had a, a before we went started uh talking on this this chat there's yep. a thread going on where we're trying to find somebody we had a speaker back out for a webinar we're trying to find a new one so the whole conversation is who do we know that's around this we're talking names we're sharing information like Every day, there's something like that where we're connecting. I'm like, hey, does yep. anybody, do you know this person? They would be fantastic if we could get them in on this, or we should ask that person this, you know, for their expertise here to, to yeah. lend a hand. So, yeah, in fact, I just reached out. I've got somebody that's brand new, probably joining our AppPoint Champions, uh, Community Champions program, and okay. is writing some content for us. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Where That's we just the goal. The, the content team said, "Hey, we'd love to have somebody come in and and provide this expertise, this perspective." And I'm like, "I know a guy." Yep. Yep. So. No, that's awesome. And uh, the connector's job in the MVP world and in any world is really interesting too, because that's one of the things that I try to focus on is as a connector, as someone who runs a user group and podcasts and, and, a, and a conference, I also try to showcase, and I'm going to say this as a white guy talking to a white guy, is I also try to showcase diversity wherever possible. Because we're not all the same, not just in our knowledge and in our abilities, but in who we are and where we come from. Yeah. So that's the other piece that I focus on a lot is as, as a connector, trying to help connect people who may not have the connect, same connections and privileges I have. So it's one of the reasons, one of the things I'm proud about on this series is, uh, is reaching out and, and uh, uh, to MVPs around the world. So not just... Right. You know, like we're, we're office apps and services. So we're SharePoint teams, you know, that you know, office applications experts, you know, that's our, our, our focus area. And I started this because I wanted to get break out of what originally I was a SharePoint MVP. I wanted to break out of that, that group and get to know others, Azure yeah. MVPs, developer MVPs, or, you know, the, the, um, like, uh, what is it? Uh, mobility MVPs and kind of all, like all those different areas, government and, MVPs. I'm yeah. kidding. That doesn't exist. And, and around the world and, and yes. to plug that in. So, um, folks that, you know, I hope when we get back to in-person MVP summits that we'll see some of these folks that fly in from around the world. And I know that Microsoft, uh, it, it's yet to be seen whether we have to do another virtual, which would be really sad because it's, yeah. you know, but uh, if they do it, they are, they've talked about figuring out a way to do a hybrid version of that. Well, that would be interesting. So, Cause there's typically about 4,000 MVPs from around the world that get together and that's um, amazing or, or wait, no, there's, is there 4,000 MVPs and, and like two thirds of them come in. Anyway, there's a huge chunk that can never make it. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and so a way to involve them in it. So it's great that Microsoft is thinking about that, but hopefully we get to go hang out for a week in Redmond and yeah, as somebody who's been running virtual conferences and participated in a few, I, I, I hope that the future of conferences in a quote-unquote post-pandemic world, because I don't know what that's actually going to look like in general, is a hybrid environment. Because the, the in-person, you having with uh, NAX and SP Fest Chicago over the past couple months, like it was a reminder of how much you get out of being in person. However, what we've seen over the last 18 months is not only can working from home be successful, but actually the diversity of information and people and connections you can make in virtual conferences mm -hmm. cannot match in person. And so I hope we get to see this hybrid concept moving forward so that we can have more diversity of idea and, and, and uh, sharing of information. The, bring, bring them both together and let's see what we can do. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I know that there are vendors that have solutions where they've tried to solve aspects of it. I, I mean, I had just have not seen anything that not there uh, yet. gets no. close to yeah. um, having that, you know, the, the, the serendipitous, the serendipitous connectivity, you know, just running to somebody be like, Hey, 
Yes. What's your name again? Like, <laughs> hey, person I totally know, and I'm not going to actually admit I don't know their name. No, like, that doesn't happen. Hey, you. That's the phrase, you know. <laughs> no, but uh, just running into people, seeing yes. people like that, and then having like, let's catch up. Like, what are you doing? Oh, you're doing that. Well, we should really talk. Wow, because yeah. this is what I'm doing now. Like those kinds of uh, uh, you know hallway meetings, or uh, yeah, it's it's just it's amazing to yep. to have those experiences. Agreed. Well, very cool. Well, Jay, thanks so much for uh, finally. Well, I, you know, again, last time we talked and we interviewed, yeah. you were not an MVP. So, hey, I know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> brand new. Congratulations again on that. For folks that want to be able to follow you, find you, what are the best ways to reach you? Uh, so, the easiest thing to do is go to j.leask.com. So, j a y dot l e a s k dot com. Um, that is that is a hub for everything else I do. You can get my blogs from there. You can find a link to my articles on avpoint uh social media is there so do that um and and maybe i'll go update and make sure that it's all actually listed there properly now that i've said it is awesome i love when people re reference uh, like go check out my blog and i go oh awesome let me look at it oh last post december 2019 nice no it's more recent than that it is <laughs> it's definitely more June 2020 awesome yeah. and 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 i've actually uh that I'll, I'll say this so listen as a new mvp what i've learned is every week i schedule a half hour for me to just sit down and go what did i do this past week oh i need okay i wrote this article or i i interviewed this person and and so now i'm starting to get into that cadence because you forget so and, yeah let me give you my advice on this so um awesome. Uh, so uh, this oh, is something where, because I, uh, years ago, you may be shocked to hear this. I had a real difficult time with the self-promotion, like the summarize, like, hey. I definitely am I shocked to hear that. Right. <laughs> when I became an evangelist for the first ISV after I left Microsoft, um, I was doing it internally. I started, I didn't want to do a newsletter, but mm -hmm. what I did was I just started providing an email monthly that went through and said, here's everything that I did. Here's every uh, every webinar and yep. every conference. Here are the slide share presentations to each of those. Here's Indeed. every blog post. Yes. Here's every interview that I did that was published elsewhere. So I had that complete catalog. Yes. Then I got a little bit trickier. I started then categorizing them. Like Ooh, nice. here's everything around uh, around collaboration or around migration. Here's nice. everything around okay. governance. Here's everything. And I would package it that way and send it out there. Then I started, I've been blogging on my yeah. current blog platform since 2002. Yep. Um, it was on TypePad and I moved it over to WordPress. Um, and I do what uh, I do a monthly summary. So you can find I saw it that. My, yeah. my monthly content wrap up. And I, I really like that idea. And in my head, I've already stolen it. Yeah. No, it's because not it's on just, my blog yet, but it's, it's in just my head. A great way. Cause, cause then then at the uh, I'm I, for the you know for those again for MVPs we have to go and input all of our contributions into one location so Microsoft can see all the things that we did, yeah. um, but it's a great way for me just to keep in my memory banks all of the other things that I've done and sometimes I forget but like oh yeah that got published on CMS Wire I forgot to put that in for my June and so I'll go back and update the June to put the asset in there it's it's not about Oh, hey, the time has passed and I published the blog post. It's live. Like, no, it's that's my archive. That's the Smart. extension of my brain, of my memory banks. Yeah. 
uh, you know what I want to see, and and uh, this is my last tangent. Yeah. I want to see a hundred years from now, like how have we augmented our brain? Because that's you're you're talking about a very two dimensional way to augment your brain. Jot it down, and and hey, now I can go back to my blog and I can look at that category and I can see all those things. Like I want to see a hundred years from now, which I clearly won't. How have we augmented the brain to do things like this? Because it's insane. Like, Jay, our brains will be alive in jars as part of the library. We'll be there. We'll be conversing. And yet again, the Simpsons will have predicted exactly how life will go. <laughs> Simpsons slash Matrix world. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you've seen the ads for, for uh, um, Matrix Resurrection. So, I mean, come I on. Don't talk. I haven't seen it. I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, go check it out. I yeah. looked at the website. And I thought it was the, it's the simplest thing, but the most brilliant thing where they put in the time, your local time in, oh man, that blew my mind. Okay. I'm done. I am. I am. All right. Hey Jay, well, thanks a lot for connecting. Well, uh, I'll see you probably in some other meetings later today. <laughs> see you later today. Thank right. you, Christian. Yep. Uh, this is an awesome show that you do. Thank you so much for having me. Wow. Wow.